Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul is thirsty, Lord. Fast this morning. Lord, we are glad to be here again in your presence. Like David, we are glad to come into your presence again this morning. Lord, we are grateful. We are thankful. We are joyful that we are here to praise the maker of heaven and earth. Lord, we declare receive all the glory. Receive all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. You are the master of the universe. You are the creator of heaven and earth and the creator of every single being in them. Whether spiritual, whether physical, every one of them, Lord, you created. We acknowledge that, Lord, this morning and declare that you are almighty. We declare that you are all powerful. We declare that only you, only you, only you are worthy of praise, worthy of glory, worthy of adoration. Be glorified forevermore in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we spend this time in your presence to read our Bibles, and to learn once again in your presence, we ask that you will speak to us once again, cause your word to resonate and fill our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. We continue our study harmonized study of the gospel, the synoptic gospel, that is Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and then the book of John. I want to say a big thank you to everyone joining in again this morning. God bless you. Yesterday, we stopped on Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24, Jesus was predicting the future. In Matthew's account, okay, Matthew continues into Matthew chapter 25, where Matthew then gives us the story of the ten virgins and the, how the judgment will be, the separation between the goat and the sheep, okay? So, but other accounts, okay, you don't have it like that in Mark and Luke, okay? So what we will do is to read Mark, the parallel of what is in Matthew chapter 24. We will read it in Mark, Mark chapter 13, and Luke chapter 20. Is it Luke chapter 21? Yes, we will read it there. When we are through with that, we will then go back to Matthew and read Matthew chapter 25. Is that okay? Yes. So that way we are able to compare, compare the things that each author says about Jesus predicting the future. Alright, open your Bibles. Let's take on Mark chapter 13 today. I have explained majority of the things we will see here. 
okay if there's anything new then i would explain i would explain again but the majority of the of the things in matthew you will find in in mark's uh, record also mark chapter 13 13 says as jesus was leaving the temple one of his disciples one of his disciples said to him look teacher what massive stones what magnificent buildings now jesus responded in verse 2 said do you see all these great buildings replied jesus not one not one one stone here will be left on another everyone will be thrown down as jesus was sitting on the mount of olives opposite the temple remember so max distinguishes it now that it was when they were leaving the temple that one of the disciples mentioned the fact about the magnificence of the temple and jesus gave that response now when they got to mount olives that was when peter james john and andrew then asked him privately about what the end would be so let's read to verse 3 as jesus was sitting on mount olives opposite the temple peter james john and andrew asked him privately it's mark that gave us this matthew didn't give us this this record he just said they asked him privately okay so the four of them asked him privately verse 4 tell us when will this these things happen as in no stone will be left here or one on another and every one of them will be thrown will be thrown down he says they asked him when will these things happen and what will be the sign that they are all about to be fulfilled with this question i think now you can understand why there was that mistake that jesus was coming jesus was coming jesus was coming you agree with me right yes that was why that mistake happened that was why you know and that is how that mistake has been you hear people keep on saying maranatha jesus is coming the end is coming the end is coming okay so because the question they asked jesus from matthew was twofold jesus was answering the question about the destruction of the temple if you read mark's account it doesn't look like that right it looks like all they were asking about verse 4 again tell us when will these things happen and what will be the signs that all that they are all about to be fulfilled okay so it looks as if all the question they are asking just surrounds the temple okay surrounds the destruction of the temple and that will be that will be is fulfilled in their time i want us to go back to matthew chapter 24. let's read how they asked him that question because when jesus was answering the question as he was asked in matthew he was answering two questions first the destruction of the temple and what would be the signs that jesus was about to return and that was what jesus responded to 
Now, Matthew chapter 24, back to Matthew chapter 24. It says, do you see these things from verse 2? He asks, truly I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. Verse 3, then say, as Jesus was sitting on Mount Olives, okay, yes, so Matthew gives us the same. He says, the disciples came to him privately. Disciples came to him, okay? Mark tells us those who came to him, four of them. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Okay? So, distinctly, they asked about when will these things happen the temple okay and the stones being thrown down and what will be the signs of jesus's coming and the end of the age but when you read mark it looks as if they simply paid attention to the destruction of the temple okay so this is where an harmonized study helps you it helps you understand what the question really was. Because Jesus then, Jesus' response did not focus only on the destruction of the temple. Okay? So let's read on. Okay? Uh, we stopped on verse 4. In verse 4, yes. Tell us when will this Mark chapter 13. Now we're back in Mark chapter 13. Verse 4. Tell us when will these things happen and what will be the signs that they are about to be fulfilled. 5 says, Jesus said to them, watch out that no one deceives you. The deceiving, does he have anything to do with the temple? No. And that was why the early church mixed it, okay? They mixed up the teachings and they mixed up the fact that Jesus promised he was going to return in their own time. So they were, they were certain that Jesus was going to return in their own time because it is the Roman government, the same Roman government, okay, uh, where that Jesus is, as in they are all witnessing and living under, will be the one to destroy the temple, okay? So they were certain. And then considering that Jesus also said that some of them that were listening there, if he wanted them, if he wanted them to see his return, okay what was their own okay so and of course that was referring to john so as john as long as john was alive and john was the last the last of the disciples or the last of the apostles they were certain that jesus's second coming was going to take place before before john dies okay they were certain so but if you look at jesus's response even in mark Jesus is not talking about the destruction of the temple because no, they don't need to watch out for anybody to deceive them or any Messiah coming. You can indeed equate it like that, right? Uh -huh. That these things will be happening before the, before, the, before the Messiah returns. Jesus said to them, watch out that no one deceives you. Verse 6 says, many will come in my name claiming I am he and will deceive many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. What Jesus is describing is his final second coming. Okay? Nation will rise against nation. We've seen all this in Matthew, Matthew 24. Kingdom against kingdom. 
There will be earthquakes in various places and famines. These, these, um, these are the beginning of bad pains. Okay? Um, and don't think that is not in Matthew. These are the beginning of bad pains. It says you must be on guard. You must be, you must be on guard. Um, you will be handed over to local councils and flogging the synagogue. On account of me, you will stand before governors and king as witnesses to them. Okay? So, again, the emperor, Nero, did, uh, did fulfill this verse 9. Heavily persecuted Christians, Christians had to stand before in front of local councils. They were flogged in synagogue. Okay, because the Jewish people were in were in his uh, his good books, and that was why when the book of Hebrews was written, it was written written to encourage believers not to convert back. Many of them wanted to convert back to Judaism, okay, just to escape the persecution of of the emperor. But the writer of the book of Hebrews said, "No, you have not yet resisted to the point of blood." You know, standing for your faith. So, yes, verse 9 is fulfilled before the destruction of the temple, but verse 9 will also be fulfilled, will also be fulfilled before Jesus comes. Because, yes, the Antichrist, when he shows himself, when he is able to deceive the nations, as I have explained in Matthew chapter 24, and then requires that all worship his image and that they receive a mark on their forehead of course obviously that has not happened no emperor no government official has fulfilled that okay receive that mark on their foreheads and based based on that mark on their forehead that is the only way they will be able to transact you see why a lot of people were afraid of <laughs> taking the code the covid shots because they felt that this, they could insert a, sh- a chip in there um, because it was then being used on account of who could buy, who could sell, who could open their shop. Businesses were then made if you did not, if, no, if you were not COVID-19 vaccine compliant, you could not open your business. Okay, so we actually just witnessed some of the tools that the antichrist so you see now that it is possible right it will work when the antichrist when the government of the world will make a law unless you receive this mark you cannot buy you cannot sell yes we already saw it it worked with the covid during the time of covid so verse 9 will up verse 9 happen during the time of the disciples and the apostles and will it will happen before our before Jesus also returns? He says, um, "On account of me, you will stand before governors and king as witness, witness, witnesses to them." And the gospel must first be preached to all nations. So what is clear is that the gospel must first be preached to all nations. And I'm telling you, if you read your Bible, when we read the timetable, the timelines in the book of Hebrews. This gospel being preached to all nations will not happen during our time. Uh, it is the Jewish people that will achieve, will eventually achieve this preaching of the gospel to all nations. Okay, by the time 
Israel and must convert, receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they will evangelize the whole world. You will see it in the book of Hebrews. It says this gospel must first be preached to all nations. It says whenever you are arrested and brought to trials, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given you at the time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. 12 says, brother will betray brother, and this will happen, okay, when the Antichrist is here. Because people will not be able to eat. The only way they will be able to eat, we heard that you have Christians in your home. Okay, betray them, and then you will have food to eat. And then I'm telling you, brothers will betray brothers. But the truth is, it happened during the time of the apostles when Nero, even Vespasian, okay, and then Titus, who will be the eventual emperor to destroy the temple, they too, you know, people, brothers routed out their brothers, routed out their own, their own parents, parents gave up their own children just, just so they could leave. Brothers will betray brother to death and father, and a father is child which children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. Everyone will hate you because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. So, sincerely, if you are, if you are just being, okay, just taking this plainly, if you were one of those who were around to witness Jesus saying this, you would, in fact, you could give your head that Jesus was going to come back during your time. And that is why the interpretation of prophecies, prophecies, okay, should be done carefully. Because you see that this prophecy is has been fulfilled, okay, and is still going to be fulfilled. It has happened during the time of, because yes, Jesus is answering true questions, right? Yes, he's answering the destruction of the temple. The temple will be destroyed, but the temple is going to be rebuilt again. The temple will be rebuilt again and then be destroyed again. So before the destruction of the final temple, all that Jesus is describing will still happen. So it happens during their time, but it will still happen again. The temple will be rebuilt and everything that Jesus just described about the Antichrist going into the temple and then the mark of the beast being required for buying and selling and then brothers routing out brothers and everything and then the temple is destroyed again they will still happen in this generation it says but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved it says when you see the abomination that causes desolation standing where it does not belong let the reader understand then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. I explain that the abomination that causes desolation that Jesus is speaking about here is the Antichrist himself who goes into the temple, usually in the holy place, only the high priest is allowed to enter. The Antichrist and the prophet will enter into the holy place they will desecrate it. You see, scriptures is just funny because there is an emperor who did this, Antiochus Epiphanes, fulfilled, in fact, has fulfilled this prophecy 
maybe most likely knew about what Jesus said and wanted to show the, the Christians and the Jewish people okay, um, that he was representing the devil, literally. So Antiochus Epiphanes went into the temple, took a pig in there and sacrificed it on the altar what the Jewish people would call an abomination. So in Antiochus Epiphanes time, the pig was the abomination that causes desolation. But in our own time, it will not be the pig. The Antichrist himself is the, or the image of the Antichrist. I am guessing that the Antichrist will go in there with the prophet and then they will install the image, the image of the Antichrist and the Bible says that the prophet gave life to that image so that it could both move and speak. If you were there and you witnessed something like that, wouldn't you, wouldn't you bow before the person? Yes. The world will bow before, they will bow before the Antichrist and the, and the false prophet because of this. Jesus says that when you see this abomination that causes desolation standing, we said that that is from the book of Daniel, right? standing where it does not belong where it does not belong is inside the holies of holies inside the holies of holies of the jewish people you have the ark of the covenant you will have the ark of covenant you will have the cherubim the cherubims that cover the shekinah glory of god okay only those things are there but the antichrist will will go in there and stand and put a statue where it ought not to. The statue will stand there where it does not belong. He said, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. And I explain that the reason why they must flee to the mountains is because the church will no longer be here. The, the rapture, the taking away of the saints from this world would have happened. So you, it means that you missed the rapture. If you are a believer, you are hearing this message because it will be available online. It will still be available online at that time. If you are hearing me, maybe this morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you are hearing this, and this event is taking place, you have missed the rapture. Actually, you would have been three and a half years already into the tribulation period. Okay, so Jesus says when you realize that, let's no one he says let those who are in judea flee let them flee to the mountain let them flee to a place they can hide let no one on the house top go down to enter the house to take anything out let no one in the field go back to, let no one in the field go back to get their cloak how dreadful it would be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers Pray that this will not take place in winter because those will be those will be days of distress unequaled from the beginning when God created the world until now and never to be equaled again. Yes, that is the reason why we call it the Great Tribulation. It will be bad. It will be tribulation like you have never seen it before. Like I said, just hold on. We will read the book of Revelations again this year. It says, if, verse 20 says, if the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would survive. But the days are cut short. You have seven years. It's determined. That 
those days are already set out. They are determined. You can we'll read about them in the book of Daniel and then in the book of Revelation. There are seven years, three and a half years of tribulations before the Antichrist goes into the temple and then three and a half years of great tribulations. Okay, so says if the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would survive. See, but for the sake of the elect whom he has chosen, he has shortened, he has shortened them. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, he says to you, look, here is the Messiah, or look, there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and wonders to deceive. I said that is referring both to the Antichrist. And I'm sure maybe most likely his agents during that time. He says um, they will, the first prophets will appear and perform signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elects. He says, so be on guard. I have told you everything ahead, ahead of time. So, but in those days, following that distress, so this is the period of the great tribulation. The sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky. And the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Okay, you can find that in Isaiah chapter 13, verse 10. At that time, people will see will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. The clouds are the saints coming with him. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heaven. Say now learn this lesson from the fig. As soon as its twig gets tender and its leaves come out, you know that winter is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near right at the door. Truly, I tell you, in other words, what Jesus is talking about now is his second coming. But if you read what the disciples asked him in the book of Mark, they were not asking him about the second coming. But harmonizing it helps us understand the reason why he is saying what he is saying. Truly, I tell you, he says, even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. 30, truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Okay? Next, Jesus talks about the day and the hour nobody knows. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven or the sun, but only the Father. And I said, yes, the reason why the Son does not know at this time is that he is a man. Okay? The Son, at this time, he is a man. Of course, at his, after his death, the Son knows, would definitely know, because he and the Father, they are one. Okay? Say, so not the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when when that time will come. It's like a man going away, going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their with their assigned tax, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch, keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight, and when the rooster crows or at dawn. If it comes suddenly. Do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone. Watch. Okay? Jesus says, What I say to you, I say to everyone. 
what I say to you, I say to everyone. Watch. So these words are not just for the disciples or for the four who ask him these questions. They are also for us. All right. So that's Mark chapter 13. Let's go to Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21. And let's start reading here. Luke chapter 21. You will see the widow's offering, the widow's might in the beginning of Luke. So let's skip that and let's start reading from verse 4 because we are harmonizing. Okay. So we'll complete Luke's part tomorrow. Okay. And then take Matthew chapter 25 because it is still, for Matthew, it is still one teaching. Okay. So let's take Luke. Luke chapter 21. We'll start from verse 5 and then we'll stop in the next few minutes. See, some of his disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, as for what you see here, the time will come when no one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. Teacher, they asked, when will these things happen? And what will be the signs that they are about to take place? So in Luke's account, Matthew and Luke, the way the disciples ask the question is relating only to the temple. It is Matthew that the disciples ask the, the question because it was clear to them the way, the, the way Jesus puts what he said that this was his second coming and his final return. Okay? So, very, very important. But the way Luke, Luke also asks the account, it looks as if he was talking only about the destruction of the temple. He says, uh, and what will be the signs that they are about to take place? Eight, he replied, watch out that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name, claiming I am E. And the time is near, and the ta- uh, claiming I, I am E, and the time is near. Do not follow them. Okay? Now, I think Luke is the only one that has mentioned the, the part of the time is near. Uh-huh. He says, do not follow them. I'm sure you have had people telling you, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. And he has not come. For some people, they are already frustrated. Okay? Do not follow them. See, when you hear of wars and uprising, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. In other words, Luke is, the way Luke has put it, wars were supposed to come. Because people doing of those times was saying, as soon as the World War happened, World War One, World War Two, you know, people were, ah, this is what the Bible was talking about. Then Jesus is about to return now. No. He said clearly, but the end will not come right away. Ten. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilence in various places and fearful events and fearful events and great signs from heavens. These are all like put together. Okay? He's telling us the carcasses, like I put it when we read the book of Matthew. He's telling us the things that we will be seeing that will be telling us that the end is drawing nearer and nearer. And you want to agree with me that all of these things, 
nation rising against nations and kingdom against kingdom, great earthquakes, famines, pestilence. Okay, we just went through the COVID vaccine. If they told you that one disease can kill six million people, would you believe it? <laughs> so it just it just happened. <laughs> COVID count has gotten to six million. One disease killed six million people in the world. Okay, pestilence in various places and fearful events. Eh? Fearful events. I think Luke is the one who mentions fearful events and great signs from heaven. If you know the things that people have been seeing all over the world, great signs. People have been claiming they saw angels. People have been saying they see different things that they could not explain. Great signs from the heaven. Hmm. Jesus says, but before all this, of course, the great signs that Jesus is talking about, I am sure it is about his second coming and then the pouring out when the angels begin to pour out their bowls on the earth, begin to blow the trumpet and begin and the seals that were broken. Those are the great signs that Jesus is talking about. He says, but before, and we'll stop shortly, but before all this, uh, they will seize you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and put you in prison. Says, and you will be brought before kings and governor and, and all on account of my name. And so you will, bear witness, you will bear testimony to me, but make up your mind not to worry before and how you will defend yourself. Make up your mind not to worry how you will defend yourselves. For I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversary will be able to resist or contradict. I'm sure you have heard people quote that scripture very well, right? That God will give us a, a mouth and a wisdom that none of our adversary will be able to gainsay, will be able to resist. Yes, it was in preparation for Jesus' second coming that Jesus was speaking about this scripture. So this morning, what I want us to take away from here is that you see these words were said to the disciples and they were said to us. I say to someone this morning, get ready. Jesus is coming anytime soon. I know you have heard this again and again, but please get ready. It is not for us to worry when it will come the day he will come. Our own duty is to prepare. And I pray this morning you will not miss his coming in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.